0: What is up everyone welcome back to modern day marketer i'm your host brett mcgrath vice president of marketing at the juice today we are exploring a topic that is not often talked about but i think really really important in the b2b marketing space we're digging into the role of content in professional development we're all trying to grow we're all trying to learn we're all trying to get better i'm bringing in janet granger Janet is the CEO of Marketing Career Mentor. I learned a ton from her. I think you will too. If you like what I'm doing over here, follow, subscribe, all the things. Most importantly, tell a friend you're enjoying Modern Day Marketer. Without further ado, let's kick it to the conversation. What is up, everyone? Welcome back to the show. Excited for this conversation. It is something that I think at The Juice, we think about a lot, but we have not dove into this topic yet on Modern Day Marketer. Today, we're going to be talking about the role of content in professional development. I am joined by Janet Granger, who's the CEO of Marketing Career Mentor. Excited about what she's building and what she's up to. And I think that just based on our initial conversation, she is the right individual to help us tackle this topic. So without further ado, Janet, welcome. How are you?
1: I am well. Thank you so much for having me here. I really are appreciate you, it.
0: Yeah, no no worries. I think maybe before we we dive into the topic, maybe just like share some perspective on marketing career mentor um, in case anyone listening just not, is unfamiliar or unaware just like how it came to be, kind of what it is and what you're working on on a regular basis. Sure.
1: Yeah, it was a long circuitous journey. So uh, Marketing Career Mentor, the platform is basically full of content, but it's for early career marketers in various stages of where they are. They could be students, they could be at their first job, trying to get their first job, or you know, maybe they've got five or seven or eight years of experience. But I created this for, for early career marketers because there is coaching and mentoring. Once you get to a certain level, you know, you're deemed worthy of (laughs) people being paid to coach you or mentor you. And honestly, in my career, I could have used it from like day one. (laughs) I really, I've created something based on what I wish I had had. I wish I'd had people very early on in my career saying, Mm, you could do that but what about this instead you know just giving me a little direction because my mother was a writer my father was a doctor no business in the family I mean my grandfather was a doctor my uncle was a doctor lots of medical and so nobody in business which meant that you know I I had to learn by making all the mistakes right so I think this often happens, right? You, you create something because you wish you'd had it, and it doesn't exist yet. So I created this platform because, you know, the other half of that is now that I've been in marketing for 20 years, I have a lot of experience and things I want to share, and things that I've learned and mistakes that I've made that you know other people don't necessarily have to make. And I've been I've been managing teams for. 10, 15 years in various different areas and capacities and ways from working at agencies and working with teams there or having internal teams or I'm consulting and I I work with a client and I manage their team. So, you know, every configuration you can imagine. And as I get older, the teams are always the same age. (laughs) They're always just starting out in their early 20s, right? those early career uh, people. And so, you know, you get the same questions, the same issues, the same things come up. So to your point, I created content, I answered these questions the way I've been answering them for the past 10 years, and I just recorded it. So, I mean, that's kind of, this all came to be. And then I also thought, well, wouldn't it be really cool if, you know, we had executive interviews of people who are successful to tell their stories so that everybody would know that at some point you're going to fall down. <laughs> everybody falls down. It's a thing. But what did you do next? And have executives talk me about that. And well, wouldn't it be really cool if everybody could network together once a month? And oh, wouldn't it really be cool if there was a community area where they could share the tools they're working on? And, and so we create, you know, this platform, this kind of monster grew from the, wouldn't it be really cool if? <laughs> so that's how it came to
0: be. I love it. I think you know. I think back to my, and I, I'm not going to put a number on any of this because I don't want to to age myself. Talk <laughs> about how long I've been doing this, but I just think about like stumbling into a marketing role. Like, I went to a liberal arts college, so you know I did not study marketing, but ended up in Me a mark <laughs> in a in a marketing role at a fast growing company, and uh, I was attracted to the company based on the growth and based on the people and just the culture. And I was trying to figure out marketing on the fly. And I didn't really know what, how the functions worked or where the opportunity was or where my passion would uh, lead me to. And so like at times it was like, I would just do the work, but I felt kind of lost in a way. And it was just trying to grab stakeholders internally and try to learn from them. We didn't have like Go out and look at Twitter and see all these conversations and people learning from or the Slack communities or. Um, Those you know, didn't
1: exist. No. <laughs> they,
0: they didn't exist. So I, I don't know. I feel like now, probably more than ever, there's more young people jumping into marketing and technology. And so a uh, service like yours uh, can definitely help bridge a gap and probably level up young professionals earlier rather than just sitting around twiddling their thumbs, trying to figure out what direction they should go next.
1: Well, and I think this is the kind of thing where if you go to a big conference, like a HubSpot or, you know, one of these big conferences where it's, you know, it's all other marketers or it's mostly other marketers. You can maybe, you know, find people you could talk to about, you know, you know, what are you guys doing? You could compare notes, but wouldn't it be great if there was a place online you could do that? You know, like, you know, what do you think is the best newsletter? What do you, you know, just, all the things, all the tools, right? What are you guys using? You, you know, everyone's on Slack now, but everyone's got a different project management tool. And, you know, why do I like Basecamp? Well, this and this is what's wrong with Basecamp? Well, this and this, you know, just all the things where you're just trying to figure it out. You know, what's your favorite social posting site? Why? <laughs> you can go on for a half hour on that, you know, but there's no place to do that unless you run into other marketers.
0: No doubt about it. I, th- I, th- I love how community is becoming such a trend in the space and just platforms like yours and other areas where uh, people are going to learn and, and level up. It's 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 good for the marketing community because I feel like the marketing that's coming out on the other side is uh, more authentic and is this type of stuff as consumers we want to be hit with. So Maybe like, I know we're going to be talking about professional development and there's a lot of different things that I want to get into that I'm excited because I know you've got energy around, um, but maybe just like we start here, I think there's probably a lot of different definitions and people have different interpretations of professional development. So maybe I'd love to learn from you, like, how would you define professional development and like, why do you think it's so important for, you know, market marketers today?
1: So to me, professional development is very, in the end, is very personal. And I say that because everyone has a different sense of, you know, what they want to be or how they want to be. And what I love most about people, you know, Gen Z and younger millennials is, you know, they don't, they don't live to work, they work to live. So right from the outset, when you think professional development, there's, there's the, well, how high do you want to go? right do you want to just make enough money so that you can do things or do you want to get to a certain level and manage people or do you want to become a cmo or maybe even a you know ceo so that's going to be a very personal question for everyone having said that if you want to be more than an individual contributor you have to learn some skills one of those is being strategically focused and learn strategy and what is strategy and why do you should you care? There's the soft people skills, right? The minute you get to a level where people are looking up to you and reporting to you and, you know, their livelihoods are, are dependent on you, you have a real responsibility to those people. And so what do you need to know once you get to that level or what do you need to learn to get to that level? You know, how do you manage your journey as you work, so that your manager knows you want to get to that level. You know, what is your self evaluation process so that you see, oh, I'm good at this, not so good at that, but I need to do that. You know, let's just say you're not good at like dealing with conflict. Well, conflict is everywhere. So maybe that's a skill you need to pick up to be able to get to that next level. Cause trust me, conflict is life. So. <laughs> you know what I mean? So professional development to me is learning the skills, hard skills, soft skills, um, understanding how for you as a professional, you want to move in your career.
0: I'd be interested to know just based on the demographic of, or the primary demographic of marketers that are coming in and, um, you know, working with marketing career mentor, what, what is what would be like the, the answer for like direction of, someone out of college or maybe a couple of years, like generally, like, are we on this path of like, everyone wants to be a CEO? Or are we on this path of people wanting to travel um, and working a little bit? We want to be managers. Like what, what is the general direction that you're, you're hearing and from the people that you're working with regularly?
1: I would say the younger they are, the less they want to work. <laughs> <laughs> and, but I mean, and, and that's not necessarily a bad thing, but you know, it's funny because, um, part of my litmus test is I have two sons and one is now in his late twenties. And at first he was only interested in being an individual contributor. Like I go to work, they pay me the money so I can go to the concerts. Like that's it. It is a transactional relationship. And now, well, he started working early. So now, you know, eight years in he's managing interns and he really loves managing these younger people and, and showing them the right way to do things and holding their hands. And, you know, he's almost a different person than he was eight years ago. So having said that, they all, you know, just want to work to be able to travel from what I can see. But that doesn't mean that in five years that might change.
0: Totally. No doubt. I I think one of the interesting things that I've been exploring, and it seems like, there's just this maybe, and maybe it's uh you've, you look at a VP of marketing or you look at a CMO today and they've had the mentality from day one, like I want to be marketing leader. And their whole path has been created around like putting things on hold, like prioritizing work and just getting to that level. And then they're at that level and then they're building out this team. And then uh, the younger generation is coming up and The younger generation might have these interesting new ideas, but those aren't the interesting and new ideas that got the CMO in the spot that they're in today. So I have been hearing about this disconnect between like new, young individual contributor and marketing leader, where um, the individual would be like, you know, this like playbook or what I'm being asked to do doesn't make any sense to me because I'm not on this channel or this isn't how I would approach this. I do things the other way. So I've been just been hearing more and more about like this disconnect within marketing orgs. I'd love for you to maybe like, is, is this something that you hear a lot about? I'd love for any feedback that you get from people that you're working with when it comes to that.
1: So I don't know if you did that on purpose, but that was like the cl- the cue for me to tell you <laughs> that I wrote this book.
0: Oh, wow. There we okay, go. Okay,
1: boomer, revelations of a baby boomer <laughs> working with millennials, because that's exactly what I've been seeing in marketing.
0: This is completely organic. That was an organic. I was going to say, I think right people then. are
1: not going to believe that that. <laughs> <laughs> but you just cued me into that. So yeah, a lot of what I've been doing for the past ten years is looking at my peers who are all, and um, you know, grew up in a time when they um, recognized certain marketing channels, tactics, etc. And you know, marketing changes every two seconds. So. What they thought was the go-to maybe is like dead and already buried. So what's happening is there's two things going on. There's marketing and MarTech changing every minute and new channels happening all the time. And, you know, today's, you know, tweens are like on, you know, Twitch and channels that a lot of people have never even heard of who are my age. There's Discord, there's Be Real, you know, and I'm watching Be Real very carefully because I think that's something. But anyway, I call this sort of a digital divide because I think a lot of the, the age difference is the digital um, difference and it's it's a sophistication level difference. It's a comfort level difference, but there's also an age difference. And the reason that's important is people my age got to be where they are, as you said, by like, I put my head down and I worked and, you know, you hear stories In some industries, like, well, if you're not going to give money on Saturday, don't bother coming in on Sunday. And, you know, just nightmare scenarios that unfortunately, like our generation had to deal with. I mean, how bad was that? Like, this is like the stuff you heard. You know, I remember hearing about investment bankers who slept under their desks. Like, did I want to go into investment banking? No freaking way. I wasn't sleeping under my desk. But but you have this disconnect of these older people thinking, oh, you have to do, you know, put in the time, you got to do FaceTime, oh, this. And then the younger generations who are often the marketers doing the marketing just in a totally different s- in space. And what happens is, or at least what I've been running into, uh, is these younger teams know what they want to do, how they want to do it, how to be successful. But they're not getting any support or funding from the older generations that are higher up in the organization. And, you know, they they determine budget, right? The problem is the people who are higher up are not sharing their strategic goals with these younger teams, right? So a great example is I was working a few years ago with an international nonprofit, okay? And the team there was doing all the things, they were very, you know, very active and what they were doing made a lot of sense if you think of it from a a marketing perspective, but then when you sat with senior, senior leadership and they, and I said, well, what are your priorities? And they're like, oh, we need more members and we need them to be males age 16 to 25. Well, that's a very different vision and strategy than what the marketing team was working on. So once I put them together and had senior membership, senior leadership talking to, you know, the head of marketing, so they understand like, these are our organization goals. So this needs to be marketing's goals. Oh, marketing has to do that. Well, then all the tactics have to roll up into, that's called strategy. Strategy never changes. What changes are the tactics and the ways and the channels to get there. So, you know, this disconnect has basically in marketing made marketing so broken because it's not connected to the rest of the organization's missions and goals. So, you know, if you don't have a strategic leader there at, at the, as the head of marketing, there is such an opportunity for there to be a missed str- strategic direction. And then the marketing team just sort of circles the drain because they're not doing anything that anyone cares about, if that makes sense.
0: Yeah. So, you know, it, it totally does. And so I think this is a scenario that, you know, any, probably anyone listening has been a part of at some point in their journey <laughs> as a marketer. So as I was listening to you say, it just sounds like it's a, it's a communication thing, right? You, you need to set up a
1: communication thing. And and is that, is that communication?
0: Is that the, is that that's on leadership, right? To make sure like the proper expectations and direction are set out. So individual contributors know where their work should be pointed back to, right?
1: Yes. So now you're getting into a situation where it's like, of course, they are the parents. The parents are supposed to know what to tell the kids. Right. But sometimes the parents don't realize they're just talking to themselves like they don't understand that unless they say it in a certain way, in a certain language, the kids won't get it. Or they don't you know, they they're talking outwardly this. It's like, well, of course, they should know how to be doing this back here. No, they don't. They hear the communication, but they don't understand the mission and the goal. And there does have to be communication. So if it's a very sophisticated leadership and they really understand the power of internal communication, yes, they're the ones who should be telling the teams what to do. If they're not perfect and they often are not, then it falls on marketing's role and the senior leadership of marketing to ask. (laughs) And to make sure they're in the room saying, what's marketing's role here you know what are the business's strategic objectives we will then make marketing's strategic objectives to meet your business things and then that will trickle down to what the team will focus on so you know companies like GE were brilliant at making sure that whatever the visionary was at the top got trickled down all the way down to individual contributors I will tell you, there are a lot of other companies that are not that good at understanding how to make sure the the vision of the senior leadership gets trickled down in a way that everyone understands what their part is in making that goal happen.
0: So this probably varies based on size and scale of company. But I, I can tell you that the best young marketers that I've ever worked with are the individuals who understand where we're going, but then also aren't scared to share new ideas and run experiments and try things, take big swings to help get us to that point. There are things that I can I never thought of and didn't give them direction on, but they're just ideas they have based on being intelligent, being in, adaptable and understanding the business. So where does that like, space for someone who's young, who's got new ideas and wants to try to push them forward? How does that play into this idea of this vision trickling down? Is there conflict there or is there space for some of that experimentation to happen?
1: Oh, there's absolutely space for that to happen because that's uh, what you're talking about is exactly sort of how my career took off when I was in new product development. So I knew what the goal was. We're we're trying to grow that you know this particular division of the company, etc. And and I was young and in my thirties, and I was like, well, I want to try these things, and I tried them. And sometimes I did it with other people knowing what I was doing, and sometimes, oh, I don't know, I just sort of said, I'll try it, and I'll let them know after I've tried it whether or not it's going to work. Um, I think that what's fabulous, what I love about marketing and creativity is once you have the framework. The sky's the limit, and I will tell you, I worked with designers and uh, creative people, and giving them a scope is so much better than just saying, "Oh, I don't know, go do something." No, you give them the framework within to within which to create, and that's when the magic happens. So when I worked for this division, and then I was like, you know, here are your constraints; you need to do this, 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 and this. I mean, i I was creating a hundred new products a year all by myself. I grew the division from $3 million to $40 million in sales in three years. And it was because, oh, I got to try product licensing. And oh, I got into people know what I was doing. No, they didn't. But I thought it was a good idea. So I went down that path. And I was, you know, luckily, senior leadership was like, well, go try that and we'll see. And then that exploded and blew up to, so that, you know, it's like, I wasn't just doing, you know, Campbell's kids. I was doing Budweiser. I was doing Pillsbury. I was doing, you know, it, it literally took off on its own. And and I think that there is an incredible room for creativity and, and that space you're talking about understanding that it's to achieve a certain goal.
0: <laughs> I love it. So maybe like some things that I would imagine are near and dear to your heart are like, content and mentorship, I'd love to like, maybe get an understanding from you just based on some of those gaps that exist or the digital divide that's created, like how things like, you know, important topics like content and mentorship can be um, applied to help maybe close some of those gaps.
1: So to me, um, and and I wrote this down earlier, because I was thinking a lot about this content is education. Content is learning. And what's so wonderful now is you can learn at your own pace and the way that you learn well. You know, some people learn by doing kinesthetically, some people learn by listening. I am an audio, I, I learn through through listening. Some people are visual. If they read it, that's you know, that's a much better way to take in information and content is all of that, right? You create the content, you find the content, you you ingest the content. And you're a lifelong learner. To me, you know, to be successful in marketing, you have to be learning every single day. And what's brilliant now is we have access to all this content. It could be on YouTube. It could be, you know, white papers. It could be things that are written. And and for me, I found my space in content because I am a natural born writer. And I say natural born because I just find writing the best way to articulate what I'm thinking not everyone's a writer. You know, it's kind of a gift. Some people are brilliant when it comes to art and design. Some people are brilliant when it comes to music. Some people are brilliant, you know, as architects, 3D. So everyone has, I think, their own individual zone of genius. And that's how you can either create content, or that's how you know how to find and use content, because that's how you'll learn it best. But I think Honestly, when I was talking about those steps in terms of how do you get to the next level, a lot of it is content, right? You have to learn things and how do you learn them? But another part of it is mentorship. And what has given me great, great joy for the last five to 10 years has been literally mentoring people. And when I say mentoring people, which is different than coaching, what I mean is using my wisdom and what I've learned in certain situations and sharing that with people. So, you know, I'm I'm now mentoring a young woman who works for a, a company who's a marketer for them. I helped, I helped them hire her and now I'm mentoring her. And it would be something like this. We have a meeting. She and I talk about the meeting. So how do you think the meeting went? Did you notice so-and-so's reaction? Did you notice the conversation that we had and what they were trying to do? They were trying to figure out what we were saying. So it's in a way sort of dissecting for them, a, it could be a political situation, it could be a learning situation, it could be a how did we share our ideas, it could be a strategic situation, it could be tactical, did we go through the writing with this person and what did he think about the words and what words was he using that maybe we didn't think of, etc. So, from a mentoring perspective, it's, it's imparting knowledge that you wouldn't know if I didn't tell you, or you may not notice on your own. But now once I've told you, you know, it's sort of like, once you buy a car, you see that car everywhere. It's like, once I told you, oh, you're going to notice that in other places. And so mentoring is when someone shares with you something they've learned, usually painfully, so that now you, it's part of, you know, your, it's part of your uh, repertoire in terms of things that you can bring and things that you know. So Love I don't know, the, did
0: I answer your question? You did, you did, you <laughs> nailed it. It was a two-parter and you got it. Um, I, may, maybe we close out with this because I had fun when we chatted about this uh, before we hit recorder the first time we met. Um, We got into this discussion that I think would be valuable for the listeners about just the foundational elements of marketing that don't change. And I think these are the things that, these are the things that I think are the most important, but often might get brushed over because they're not flashy um, but I think might be good just in terms of talking about uh, professional development, talking about mentorship content. It'd be good to maybe visit these or revisit these. So yeah, let's let's maybe talk about those. So like when you think about like the foundational elements of marketing that don't change. I don't. I've been doing this for a little while. I think you've been doing this for a little while. What are some of those things that you'd call out?
1: So I would say the biggest the biggest problem I have. In terms of working with people who've never done marketing before don't understand what marketing is is and you know people who look down at marketing like how can you sleep at night well so here's to me fundamentally what marketing is marketing is understand understanding one who has a problem it's a problem if there's no problem it, your work ends there someone's got a problem who has that problem understanding the target market, understanding their problem, understanding your role in how you fix that problem, right? So there's a target market, and then there's the pain point, and then there's the messaging. And then, you know, what is the end state? What do they get at the end? What is the problem gone away? Um, What's the win for them? So the fundamentals of your target market the message, oh, and I forgot one thing, which is, and where do they look for information? Like what channels are they in? Those fundamentals never change, ever. You're always gonna find who do I wanna who's gonna buy my product? You're always gonna have to come up with some kind of message, right? And then you're always gonna figure out like where, where are they gonna see or hear or get this message? Those three things never change. The answers to those questions that's what changes over time. So you know your target market could change over time in terms of, um, or it could be complicated. Like, oh, my end user is this person, but there's a middleman, so they're actually my target market, right? Like, if there's a distribution chain to get to that end user. So so sure, the target market kind of can be circuitous, etc. But what people get most cons- most sort of wrapped up in is the channels, like the message. Where do you put the message? OK, well, <laughs> the message could be in Discord now, but maybe 20 years ago it was in a trade journal. You know, um, the, the the channels to talk to someone, television, radio, billboards, online chat rooms, you know, Twitch, there, there are conferences, YouTube videos. You know, there are a million podcasts now, right? Those will change over time. But those fundamentals of the target market, the message and, and, and having to get that message to them, that's always the same.
0: That is absolutely correct. <laughs> Just a, a good reminder, some wise words. I had fun learning from you, Janet. I think this was a good uh, conversation. And I know everyone out there picked up a thing or two as well. Marketing career mentor. We'll put it in the show notes if you are interested go check it out janet thanks so much for your time we could probably have a whole nother discussion on i was that gonna last... say thank you
1: so much and i realized i like kind of went off on a rant so
0: <laughs> no all good uh we'll have to get you back on and do a deep dive in that but thank you so much and we'll talk to you soon thank you i had a blast learning from janet she is highly passionate She understands how to be adaptable and understands the role of content and what it can do for us as B2B marketers. Did you enjoy that one? Would love some feedback. Take care of yourself. Take care of others around you. We'll be back. More Modern Day Marketer always next week.